it's going to be a monster crowd, a great environment, a great atmosphere, and uh, you know it's you know and that's why that's why you know coaches you want to you want to get your kids in a position to to play in games like that. I mean, uh, you know Reynolds is traditionally one of the best programs in the mountains. Um, you know, for years and years and years, and uh, you know we're just we're just happy to be in a position to. Um, be able to compete for something like that, but we have to take care of Irwin first. Irwin's dangerous. They've got some some guys that can make plays, and uh, you know, so we're going to have to take care of business this week before we ever even think about uh, that that one in two weeks. So um, we still have some work to do, but uh, we're excited about the the opportunity. Coach, I know you are, and and I appreciate you spending time with us here on Pigskin Brunch, and we'll look forward to catching up with you next week uh, to talk about your big game with Irwin. Okay, thank you, Charlie. You guys have a great weekend. Thank you, Coach. You too. Uh, huge games last night in, in week eight. Uh, it's You saw uh, the scores from earlier. Robertson beat Asheville 41 to uh, uh, 13. Uh, McDowell beat Inca 38 to nothing. Uh, Reynolds beat Irwin 45 to 3. Hendersonville wins an overtime victory over East Rutherford 41 to 35. Uh, Pisgah goes down uh, in a battle of undefeateds to West Henderson, 30-10. to 10. Uh, Robbinsville, a big victory over Murphy, 26-21. Uh, to 21. Rosman uh, broke a 40-game winning streak uh, with a win over Owen, uh, 48-21. Uh, Tuscola, a big winner over East Henderson, 41 to nothing. And, and Swain is a victor over Hayesville, 21-13. Uh, uh, a jam-packed hour uh, this this uh, hour. You're going to hear from Shane Laws and then the the two coaches who had the undefeated battle uh, in Mills River, River, Brett Chapel and Paul Whitaker, and then Karan Ward, uh, uh, who won uh, the overtime game uh, uh, in Hendersonville last night. And lead that off, we're joined uh, by the, the coach of the A.C. Reynolds Rockets, Shane Laws. Coach, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you doing? Good, good. Y'all had a big game last night. Uh, a lot of coverage on that game, uh, uh, and, and and the Rockets rolled once again, didn't you? I thought we played pretty well overall. I was proud of the kids. Uh, we, uh, you know, we were able to we were able to make some plays in, in a lot of different ways offensively, and and, and our defense guys. Guys, well, they, we we started off a little bit slow defensively, but once once we got into the game a little bit, I thought they played played really well. Also, and, and you look like you had some big plays, Coach. Uh, Irwin's first drive goes into your territory, and you know then you have an interception, and on the very next play, you hit a big forty-five yard touchdown pass. Uh, that that's a great way to start the game off, isn't it? Was we uh, like like I said we were we were kind of moving a little bit slow, uh, you know, defensively. I thought we started off a little bit slow, and then then Aiden Aiden Hines made a big play for us on defense, picked the pass off, and and that kind of kind of got us going. Um, you know, and it's, a lot of times it, it takes it it, it kind of takes a big play to, to to light the fire, and and that was and that was what did it for us last night. And then Hayden comes back and. As a as it makes a big time throw and Ty makes a big time one handed catch on a on a deep route down the sideline and uh, and that that kind of is what 
got us got us got it all started last night. And just a, a fast start for you guys. The next possession, Irwin goes three and out, and Michael Ang, uh, sorry, uh, Mikel Angram uh, uh, runs a punt back fifty yards for a touchdown. Uh, Coach, he then later on catches a short pass, breaks several tackles, and and scores a touchdown. He's a guy you've moved over from defense to help you at running back. Isn't that right? Yeah, he's doing a little bit of everything. He's uh, he's, he's one of our starting defensive backs, but you know, with with Max being out, and yeah, you know, we as we've watched him progress through the season, there's just there's so many things he can do, and. Um, so we're trying to find some different ways on the offensive side of the ball to get to, to get the ball in his hands, and and he's certainly a big time guy for us on special teams as well. He's just he's, I mean he is something. He's I'm telling you he's a hundred miles an hour all the time, and um, and if he could just get a little crease, you know he could make something little into something big really fast. And coach, then you cap that off. Uh with putting him at Wildcat, and he goes 55 yards for a touchdown in, in that package. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it, it's one thing. It's one thing after another with this dude. There's, we hadn't found anything yet, or there's nothing we've asked him to do yet that, that he can that he cannot do. Coach, I remember he, his father was Michael Ingram that played at East Henderson, was just an incredible high school uh, running back. Uh, it sounds like it's chip off the block. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I remember when his dad was playing, um, and he's uh, he uh, Malik is such a unique kid because I mean physically he's fast and he's and he's got that that rare just feel and sense for the game and and he's one of those kids when he gets the ball in his hands he just he, he gets he gets even better and but at the same time he he's got he's got the coolest personality he's he's so fun to be around. Um, he always, he's always happy. I mean, and he's always smiling and no matter, you know, you, you go out on the practice field on a Tuesday or Wednesday and those are normally not the guy's most you know favorite practice of the week. And, but, but Malik is ready to go. And he's kind of the guy that, that helps get everybody going when maybe they, they're not, you know, they don't quite feel like it. And, yeah. um, he's, he's really been fun to coach and he's really been a good teammate. And coach, your defense must have played well. Irwin's dangerous. They're they're breaking their freshman quarterback, but he, he he appears to be getting better as you go along. But you had a couple interceptions, and and then tell me the the story about the play when your defensive lineman almost took the handoff. <laughs> well, defensively, we did play well. I, I thought I thought Coach Craig did a good job putting a little package together where we could t- try to put some pressure. Uh, you know, pressure the quarterback a little bit, try to make him confuse him as far as where we were going to be coverage wise and, and, you know, bring, um, bring heat from different places and just try to keep him uncomfortable. And, 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 uh, but anyway, Brian did a good job with that. And the kids, the kids were able to execute the plan. And we did, we, we had some big picks, we just, you know, guys doing their job and you know, Austin Morrell, who's played extremely well for us all year, got a, you know, got a big pick six and and now the play that you're talking about um you know we were trying we were watching it last night after the game that's that's kind of a first i haven't seen seen that happen very often but uh but yeah he it just uh stacy taylor gets into the backfield uh gets off the football and gets into the backfield about the same time the ball does and 
uh, and he just takes it instead of the running back, and and that led to another another touchdown for us. Did you hear anybody say the plane, the plane, like you were on <laughs> Fantasy Island there? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just one of those things that happens sometimes in football that you think is a lineman's dream. It was, and I think he, I think he was surprised. He, he told, uh, he told, told one of our assistant coaches last night. He said, "Coach, I didn't really know what to do. Said, I, I wasn't sure if I was wrong or not." <laughs> well, coach, here you are once again. You're open next week, and then the big battle with TC Robertson. Uh, you're going to travel to to uh, Robertson on October the twentieth, and coach, that's for the conference championship, isn't it? Yeah, it looks like that's the way it's going to shape up, um, and and it's I mean it's time for open week for us. I mean we we need a little break, and, and our guys need to be able to rest a little bit, and um, and then you you know you get to get ready for a big game, which which makes the open week a lot easier for me as a coach because you you know the the guys know coming out of it that you know they they've got a huge game, and um, there's there's a lot of work that needs to be done during that time. And I've just got to do a good job of, you know, us getting the work in that we need to do to get ready to play Robertson, but at the same time be able to give my guys some rest and, and a little bit of a break from the grind of all of it. Because we, we talk about it all the time in our locker room. You know, this, this season's not, not over, not near over for us. Yeah. And uh, if we want to be playing in December, there's a lot of things that we we need to, to do well and, and to get better at and, um, so this is kind of a time in the season where we can give them a little bit of a break this this week coming up, and and I'm going to try to do that with at the same time with balance and getting ready for a huge conference championship game in in a couple of weeks. Coach, it appears to me like everything's falling in place for the Rockets. Uh, you got a bye week. You're starting to get people back healthy, uh, uh, ready for a stretch run. Yeah, it it has. It's the uh, you know the the big plan, I guess, of the way everything started, and uh, and you know what we thought we were going to become later on in the season. It all seems to be kind of working out the way I thought it would. Um, uh, but uh, but I'm anxious to I'm, I'm really anxious to see how we how we approach this one. You know, a conference championship game and um, against another rival and. So this this will be fun. This this is you know this is part of the reason you do it, and you know you want to play in games like this. Now we tell our kids at Reynolds all the time: you, you play football at Reynolds because you want to play in big games. Because we're going to give you a chance to play in big games, you know, four or five times a year, and, and this is another big game our guys get to play in. Well, Coach, we appreciate you uh, always joining us on the Wise Guys and here on Pigskin Brunch, and we won't catch up with you next week. You'll be open, but. We'll catch up with you sometime between now and then to, to set up that big uh, battle in Skyland between uh, uh, the T.C. Robertson Rams and A.C. Reynolds Rocket in two weeks. All right. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you, buddy. That's uh, Shane Laws, the head football coach of the uh, A.C. Reynolds Rockets. Big winners last night over Irwin. We're joined now on the D.C. Creed and Wise Lines uh, by the coach of the Pisgah Black Bears, Brett Chapel. Coach, how are you this morning? Mark, this morning, nice and cool and crisp, isn't it? Feels a little more like fall, doesn't it? Yes, sir, it does. And Coach went to Mills River last night uh, to battle uh, in, in in a battle of undefeateds uh, with West Henderson and come up on the short end uh, of a thirty to ten score. 
but but a heck of a game and a heck of an environment for high school football. Yeah, great atmosphere, and uh, you know we were we were excited for that opportunity to get into the stadium and and to have both teams kind of sitting where they were at. Uh, you know, set up for a nice game last night. Um, weather was good. I know we had some rain. Seemed like it was all the way around us, and got just a little bit of a, a short little spell of uh, some sprinkles there in the third fourth quarter but that was it uh just a great atmosphere good night for football and uh you know two two good teams getting after it and uh you know just a good good ball game last night and coach the the bears get the open and kick off and drive down the field and and score first a seven to nothing uh uh margin there with with a really good a drive that must have taken seven and or eight minutes off the clock uh that was pretty much the game plan, wasn't it? It was. You know, we wanted to try to keep the, the ball away from them. Obviously, you know, they've had a lot of success offensively, scoring points, uh, you know, trying to limit their amount of touches. Uh, and I, I know that's what a lot of teams will try to do to them just because they're, you know, so explosive. Um, you know, and that was the plan for us. You know, had a really good drive to start the game. Uh, you know, you mentioned it almost or maybe a little bit over eight minutes. Uh, 10, 11 plays, uh, got down there, got a nice score, uh, you know, kicked the extra point and go up. And, uh, they came back down and, and scored, missed the extra point. So we were up 7-6 to six still and, uh, you know, just never could seem like we could get our footing again until right there before halftime and had a nice little, you know, short drive, uh, you know, moved the ball down the field and some uh, our two-minute offense stuff got down there and, you know, made a decision with about four seconds to go to give Walker Fox a chance to kick a 49-yard field goal, and he buried it. Um, you know, gave us a little bit of momentum going into halftime. But, uh, you know, you have to have to tip your cap a little bit to, to West Henderson, certainly a really good football team. Um, you know, they were the best team on the field last night, without a doubt. Uh, thought they did some really good things. And, you know, they created some matchup problems for us. Um, their, their size, uh, especially out wide, you know, with their wide receivers. I was really impressed with their blocking out wide. Uh, you know, they didn't really stretch the field too much. They had one pretty good long touchdown pass on the corner out to Truett, but for the most part, a lot of underneath stuff. But thought their guys blocked really well on the perimeter, um, you know, and, and kind of swallowed us up a little bit. They were just so much bigger bigger than us. And, of course, the tailback, Dinsdale had a, a phenomenal game. And, uh, you know, it just seems like we were a step behind them. And, Coach, the drive you mentioned before uh, the end of half, uh, get the ball in, in the shadow of your own goal line, uh, move out in 19 seconds to, uh, to have a shot for a field goal. Uh, Walker Fox hit a 49-yard field goal. Coach, that would have been good from further back than that, wouldn't it? Oh, he was a good 10 yards. I mean, he he really hammered that thing through. And, uh, you know, he, he's been really solid for us. Uh and, and really looking for long field goals. I mean, you know, like I said, 49 last night, I would have let him probably kick it from 50-plus. I mean, that was only a few more yards. I mean, he just – he was solid in warm-ups. Um, you know, he's doing a good job kicking off for us as well. But, uh, you know, it gave us some momentum, and, and that was what we needed going into halftime. Obviously, they got the ball to start the second half, and uh, we just needed something positive. Uh, you know, we were fighting. We were just uh, – you know, fighting, we were a little bit shorthanded, uh, you know, compared to what they were last night. But, uh, again, really good football team on, on the other side. And, you know, we got a good team as well, but uh, they're just better than us last night. 
And, Coach, there's a reason they're 20-1 and in the last two years. A really good football team. And I was so impressed by their their speed and quickness, especially on defense. Uh, They fly around to the football really well, don't they? They do. You know, when we look at them on film, I thought they were better defensively this year uh, than than last year. Just looked like they were, uh, you know, just playing so well, very physical. Um, and they've, they've added another dynamic offensively. Uh, obviously, they don't have the quarterback that they had, but uh, he's got some good weapons around him. Thought they distributed the ball really good and had a really good rush game. Uh, that, that was a uh, – little bit of a surprise to me i mean i knew they knew he was a good back and they'd had a lot of rushing yards but uh you know they they moved the ball up front on us and that was a little bit of a surprise to us you know as we were going through the game um but again you know i've been in been involved in this conference for 23 years and was in henderson county for you know 13 years and i can tell you this the last two years for for coach whitaker and west that's the best bunch best-looking bunch of kids I've seen come through that school. Uh, just a really – two really good classes that were back-to-back uh, last year's seniors and this year's seniors. Uh, they've had a lot of success all the way through. I mean, they just won the baseball state championship. They're good in basketball, uh, obviously good in football. Uh, just just a really good group. And, and you have that sometimes. You have that special group that comes through, and you hopefully you have one or two groups right there close to them with them. Uh, you know, to sustain some of it. And certainly they're going through that right now. And they're doing a good job of coaching them. Uh, I, I thought they did some really good things last night. And, you know, we tried to make some adjustments to help ourselves out, but uh, just couldn't get it done. And, Coach, uh, again, uh, Carson Dimsdale, their running back, uh, Pisgah defense's average six points a game, had not given up a 100-yard rusher. But he has a big night last night. Uh, He's an awfully good back, isn't he? That that makes them so dangerous. The, the... Oh, absolutely. I think the you know look, watching him the the yards after the first contact, uh, you know, for him just did a really good job of of continuing to keep his feet moving. Uh, seems like we never could just get a real clear shot on him. Uh, everything was always from the side or kind of glancing. And uh, again, just they they did a really good job. I, I was I came away very impressed with with that team and what they were able to do and uh certainly if they you know if they represent our conference as a one seed coming out for the playoffs we certainly wish them well and you know we got some big games ahead of us too you know we talked to the team after the game last night and still some goals out there for us um you know we got to we got to try to finish out the season and win these last three uh you know obviously one game at a time but you know now we're kind of playing for a home playoff game we know if we can you know maybe be the second team out of the conference uh, we got a chance to be at home in the playoffs. We've only got one more home game guaranteed with the East Henderson here in a couple of weeks for senior night. So I know these kids will stay hungry and keep pushing. And you know, we won't have to say a whole lot to them this coming week anyways because it's a big rivalry week for us. And, and Coach, you're exactly right. If you win out, go 9-1 and one with the outstanding RPI uh, number you have, that pretty much going to give a home playoff game in the playoffs, don't you think? We hope so. You know, we hope so. You know, we got we got to take care of our business. But I would like to be able to get through and and, and maybe be sitting there at nine and one and you know a chance to have a home playoff game. You know, be back in the stadium for the first time in you know two years and be able to host a game in November. That would be nice. And, and coach, 
the the game this week uh, doesn't need a lot of hype, but uh, it's going to get a lot of hype. Uh, Asheville Citizen Times a month ago wrote uh, an article about five games that that are must see games, and 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 the one that's at the top of that list is Pisgah at Tuscola next Friday night on Friday the thirteenth. Uh, the rivalry there, coach. The intensity of that rivalry. Speak a minute to that, will you? You know, you you really, you know. Again, I played in the conference and played against Tuscola and played against Pisgah when I was at East, and I, you know, just have played in some big games. You know, obviously Henderson it was a big rival for us when I was at East, and you know, played in some of those where it was packed venues and you know, standing room only type stuff, but. This one's a different level. Uh, you know, even me, my first year getting here, probably didn't understand it as much until we walked into the stadium because it was an away game, you know, my first year back in 13 and walked into the stadium. You know, I don't know. We walked in probably at 520, five, not even 530, I guess, maybe 520. And it was packed. I mean, it was the, the bleachers on both sides were packed uh, that early. And just walking into the stadium and hearing the roar of the crowd. And we, we're just doing a walkthrough. We've not even got shoulder pads or helmets on. This is, you know, real early. And just, you know, for there to be that much electricity that early, still two hours out from game time, um, that's pretty unique in itself. And, Coach, uh, again, we appreciate you taking time with us this morning. And, just a, a game that should be a knockdown drag out. Uh, crazy things happen in rivalry games, uh, and they have the last couple years in that game. Uh, do you expect anything different this year? No, really don't. I mean, we it's, it's going to come down to some turnovers, and it's going to come down to some, you know, a big play here or there. Uh, been really good games uh, the last two years uh, as far as, you know, what the scores were and coming down to the very end, obviously last year in the overtime, two overtime game, uh, the year before that came down to a, a blocked field goal late in the game, you know, what, 10 seconds to go on the clock to try to, to try to win it. Uh, so it's just, it's going to be one of those type games, you know, records really don't mean a whole lot in, in this one. They really don't. Now you hear their coaches say that a lot, but this is one of those where they don't, nobody really cares what your record is going into this game. It's all about, putting it on the line on Friday night at 7.30 and hopefully coming out with a win by the time it gets to about 9.30. Well, Coach, we appreciate you being with us uh, this week and good luck uh, getting ready for the Tuscola Mountaineers this this week. And we'll look forward to catching up with you on the Wise Guys and, and on Pigskin Brunch next week. Sounds good. Have a good weekend. Thank you. You too. That's Brett Chappell, the head football coach of the Pisgah Black Bears, and they tangled last night in Mills River with uh, uh, West Henderson Falcons, and uh, the Falcons came out on top 30-10, to 10, and we're joined right now by Paul Whitaker, the head coach of the victorious, undefeated uh, West Henderson Falcons. Coach, how are you this morning? Doing great, Coach. How about you? Good, good. Coach, what what a good atmosphere for a game last night. Yeah, yeah, I think you and I talked about that. That's that's what Friday nights and, you know, high school football games here in Western North Carolina, that's what it's all about. Two teams that just far into the, you know, 
season and you've got two undefeated teams with, you know, both sets of fans coming out about 4.30 and starting to pack the stadium, just a great atmosphere. And, Coach, you guys were everything you're uh, alleged to be. Uh, that puts you at, at 20-1 and one in the last two years. Uh, but but what, what a good job you guys have done. This year's version is a little bit different than last year's version because of Cachillo being gone down to Gardner-Webb. But, Coach, you may be better this year than last year. Well, Coach, I certainly appreciate that. And, you know, you kind of – in this high school coaching, you kind of change with what the cards you've been dealt with the kids that come out. And, you know, we've just felt like that we could rely a little more on our running game this year. And, you know, Demsdale was a thousand yard rusher last year and he's back and had three returning offensive linemen. So, you know, just trying to ease the work of there, the quarterback, and, you know, Cachillo we felt like last year to go in and, you know, win the game for us if he had to. Trying to tell these two young kids now, the two new quarterbacks, hey, just, just manage the game. You know, you're surrounded by 10 other guys and 12 and 11 out there. You know, make sure we get them the ball and keep it balanced and, you know, just rely on that offensive line in the running game. And, and Coach, Pisgah defense coming in had given up six points a game, had not given up a 100-yard rusher uh, on the, on any night. That, that changed last night. Dim still had 35 carries for 231 yards and two touchdowns. Coach, he's a heck of a back. I mean, he gets through holes that you don't think he could get through. There's some small creases that he wiggles through there. And, you know, what's most impressive about him is it's hard to get him down on first contact. And I don't know what his yards were, you know, after first contact last night. But it seems like he got most of his yards, excuse me, after first contact just because of Pisgah's defensive front and the stunt they were doing, you know, had somebody in his face most of the time as soon as he got the handoff. So, you know, just just great balance for him. And, you know, hats off to the offensive line. And, you know, hats off to Pisgah. Had a good game plan, I thought. You know, similar to what uh, Smoky Mountain had done. You know, they take the opening kickoff and go down and score. And I look, and there's three and a half minutes left. And in the first quarter, and I said, well, at this rate, we're going to have the ball four times tonight. So, you know, it was one of those. We just felt like we needed to answer and needed to answer quick to, you know, let our offense know that, hey, we're still going to be in here and keep pounding it and let the defense know that we're going to be able to score until they got it kind of figured out. And, Coach, you're exactly right. The first drive by Pisgah kept the ball away from you, goes down and score. But after that, you guys answered and answered in a hurry. Uh, one of the things I was so impressed with is you do such a good good job with your screen game uh, to, to Truett Manuel, to Diego Castro on the outside, and then people want to come up and play that, and then you're going to hit them over the top. You hit a corner route with uh, Manuel right before the end of the half. Uh, Coach, that's a nice they, – they play off each other nice. They do. They do, and they pull for each other. They block for each other, and – you know, you mentioned some of those screens, and we just felt like those are some simple, easy, safe throws to get the quarterback into rhythm and, you know, get the get the ball in some of our playmakers' hands. And, you know, fortunate enough, you know, we did score there, and we lost the momentum, I thought, there right before the half when you guys drove down and kicked, I think, was it 49, 50-yard field goal. Yeah. And good thing, you know, after speaking with them at halftime, I said, hey, we only gave up three and we get the ball back. So, you know, that that was big for us. And then we take it down and you created the turnover down there inside the five. And, 
it was seemed like that was just a, a momentum swing that was going Pisgah's way. And I thought, okay, here's where the walls start caving in. But the defense stepped up, you know, forced the punt. We get the ball back and was able to put together another drive. So it was just, just a good football game by both teams. Uh, I know Pisgah will bounce back with the big one they've got next week. And, you know, those guys up front, they, they get a lot of credit. But those guys are big and they move us and, didn't have a lot of plans with, you know, the size that we have on defense other than try to blitz you and, you know, try to create some mismatches with our speed. But just fortunate enough to come out of Mills River with a victory last night against the Black Bears. Coach, I was so impressed by the speed of your defense. Uh, you guys are fast and strong and quick. And, Coach, just so well coached. Uh, uh, when you look at, at certain guys uh, that you've got, uh, your defensive end or outside linebackers, I guess seven and fifteen. They were always in the right place, coach. They're making reads. They're they're doing things. Uh, uh, those kids are are extremely well coached, and and that's not something that shows up in box scores. Yeah, coach, and that's you know that's two seniors that you know started as sophomores when we were giving up three hundred yards a game rushing, and you know we're taking their lumps, and just great to see them now as seniors and. You know, being the leaders on the defense, and like I say, we may not be the the biggest or the strongest, but we feel like to our advantage if we can use some of our speed and create mismatches up front for the O linemen. That you know, just give ourselves a chance. And you know, it's it's an offense and defensive thing now that our guys understand that you know the defense may give up a long drive, but offense we've got to go down and score and answer and keep us in the ball game. And you know, we try to tell them, hey, it's not one in the first quarter. It's the same thing that happened with Smoky Mountain. We just got to come out and execute the second half and do things the way we tried to do them in the second half against Smoky Mountain. And just glad to come out of Mills River with a victory last night, you know, against a great team with a great atmosphere. And maybe we made a little money last night that maybe the coaches can get a new pullover or something. <laughs> Coach, I hope you sold some hot dogs with <laughs> as many people were there last night. Now, uh, uh, your sophomore quarterback that you started last night, Cade Young, was 15 out of 18 for 176 yards and a touchdown. That's a pretty good night for a sophomore quarterback. Yeah, and, and you know, like I said, you mentioned the screen game, some things that we try to work in there for him to, to just keep him calm and in the pocket and not let him have to hold on to the ball for a long time because, you know, sometimes that – that's a problem for a quarterback. The longer he holds on to it, some you know he makes worse decisions. So, just proud of him last night. And after the game, you know, kind of struggled a little against a little against Smoky Mountain last week. But to come out and you know not have to win the game, but just kind of conduct the offense and spread the ball out and get it into our players' hands. And you know, just proud for him and those guys. And coach, after the game, uh, I spoke with Truett Manuel. We talk about him so much, but. Uh, he was there with his dad, and I congratulated him for making the Shrine Bowl team and told him I coached in that game in 2015 and how much it meant to me and what, what a big, what a great week it's going to be for him. And, and Coach, you, you've told me this before, that he's a better kid than he is a player, and he's a great player. And Coach, he, he is just a, a good kid to, out there to be around. Yeah, coach. One of those, you know, if you if the coach ever gets the chance to coach one of those kids like Truett Manuel, you know, I would recommend it because uh, nobody's going to outwork him. Uh, you know, he's he's a model up in the classroom, out right on the practice field, and 
just what a great opportunity for him and the other three guys from Western North Carolina there that made the Sun Bowl team to go down and represent Western North Carolina. And I'm excited about going down watching practice and getting to see the game myself, Coach. Me too, and and uh, I'm I am looking forward to it too, Coach. And so you're sitting here undefeated, Coach, and you've got to buy next week. Is that coming at a good time for you? Yes, it is. Uh, you know, with the 30-something carries our running back had last night, you know, he, he needs a little rest and a few ice baths. But used to, we had this open date earlier in the season right before conference and the way that the non-conference schedule fell out this year that, you know, it's late in the season. But it'll be good for our guys to kind of catch a breath, you know, give them Monday off and let them go home be a kid and come back into work ready to go on Tuesday because, you know, this thing, like we told them last night, it's not over. You know, yeah. that bullseye that we had on our back just got bigger because now that's Franklin and Tuscola's opportunity to knock number one off. So, you know, we've got to come out and be prepared as coaches and players and have our A game ready to go in two weeks in Mills River when Franklin visits. And Coach, I, I appreciate you. We talked last night and, you know, of course, it's been a long time since I've talked to you after a loss but uh, you're always the same, win or lose, just a class guy. And we appreciate everything you do about promoting your kids, uh, whether it be through, through uh, the Wise Guys or Pigskin Brunch or other things that you do. Uh, like I say, we appreciate you, Coach, and, and people are pulling for you. Coach, I certainly appreciate it. Good luck to you guys next week. And, you know, maybe I can get up there on our open date and I'll get me one of those 50-50 raffle tickets. <laughs> Sounds good, Coach. We'll look for you. Thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, thank you. That's Paul Whitaker, the coach of the undefeated West Anderson Falcons. Pigskin Brunch is brought to you each and every Saturday by Mars Hill University, education that moves mountains. It's homecoming today at Mars Hill. Uh, big doings out there at Mears Stadium. Must have been big doings last night with the Hendersonville Bearcats, and we're joined by their head football coach, Kern Ward. Coach, how are you this morning? Uh, up and, and moving around and doing laundry from last night and <laughs> you know, straightening up the office and things like that. <laughs> coach, holy cow, what a game. 41-35, the Bearcats come out on top in overtime. Tell us about that game, Coach. Uh, well, it was an exciting game, too exciting. I uh, I was showing my coaches after the game my my uh, watch and my, my heartbeat. The rate was 160 <laughs> beats a minute. Uh, it was just – it was intense, man. It was – I'm so proud of the guys, man. Uh, they fought and fought. Because we got down late in the game by 14. It was back and forth throughout the first half. And um, we we stalled a little bit in the, in the third quarter um, and got down 14. And, like, they had every opportunity to give up uh, last night when we were down 14 and we kept getting penalties that, you know, just bad breaks. And they could have quit. And we got to seven, and, and East Rutherford went down the field with, like, they got the ball with maybe – we scored with maybe four minutes left, and, and we had some unfortunate penalties. And they got down in our red zone, and, uh, and you know, I just told them, you know, we're going to make a play. Somebody's going to make a play. Well, it's not going to end like this. And uh, we ended up, you know, getting the ball back and scoring and tying it up and – and then uh, on the, a big interception uh, from one of my seniors, T.J. Lattimore, and um, 
from there, man, you know, they got the ball and they kind of just played for overtime. And, and we knew that we had them on the ropes and I just told the defense, man, all you have to do is four downs and, and y'all can rest. And and that's what they did, man. They they were disciplined on the last drive and, and they made they came up with a big fourth down stop and, and we scored in three plays and that was the game. And, Coach, I kept seeing scores back and forth and back and forth last night, and you didn't have a good feel for what was happening just from looking at scores. And, and East Rutherford's a team that w- that earlier had a big win against Chase. I mean, that's a good football team. Uh, uh, who came through for you there at the end, Coach? Uh, everybody did, to be honest, man. You uh, want a big, big shout-out to the O-line. They played absolute like great game last night, man. We we you know we threw for 300 yards and almost rushed for 200 yards last night, and you know uh, everybody. It was just a total team effort. It, it wasn't really you know uh, one man. Like of course CJ, you know he had a he had a monster game offensively. Uh, he had like 18 touches for you know between passing and running the ball. Uh, he he had 260 yards total offense. Um wow. I think he had like one eighty receiving on ten catches and eight carries for eighty yards and he had two touchdowns last night. Um I think I think he had two yeah he caught it he had uh, a receiving touchdown and a rushing touchdown. He had a big game. Um Kenny Rudisil he had a big game uh offensively, you know Yard wise, it won't say it, but you know he he had some some stuff. Man, it was just a total team effort. Defensively, I'm so proud of the guys because we had our we we scored. They were able to get us the ball, and we were able to score 21 straight points after getting down or 20 straight points after getting down 14. And uh, the defense just believed, man, and and they just came. They strung some stops together, and and they made it hard on each other for the end. And coach, what a setup now for the end of the year for you. You got a bye week next week, and then you go to Brevard. Coach, that's a rivalry game that's going to have all kind of conference championship implications in it. Uh, that what a nice opportunity to get to play in a game like that in in the next to last week of the season. For sure, and and you know, for us, man, it's just about doing us and, and doing your job, like. Whatever's asked of you, just do that. You don't have to do anything more. You don't have to do anything less. Last night, and I have a sign over my office that says, pressure isn't a problem, it's a privilege. So when you're in situations like this where you got a, a game with some implications on it, it's, it's nothing to be afraid of. It's nothing to worry about. It's a privilege to be in that spot. So you got to treat it as such. Um, we're going to prepare as such, and we're going to make sure that, you know, we're ready to roll when it's time to get on that bus and, and go to Brevard in a couple weeks. Coach, have a have a good week this week on the off week and get ready for your watch to go crazy with your heart rate again in the Brevard game yeah, uh, sure. in two weeks. <laughs> uh, we appreciate you taking time and joining us here on Pigskin Brunch. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. That's Curran Ward, the head football coach of the Hendersonville Bearcats, uh, a big 41-35 to winner in overtime last night against East Rutherford. We're now joined on the D.C. Creaseman Wise Line by the head football coach of the Owen Warhorses, Zach Gibson. Coach, how are you this morning? 
Not too well, Charlie. How yeah, are you? Yeah, I would, Coach. I was shocked by the not so much that Rosman won the game last night. They've been getting better and better and better, but the amount of points that were scored uh, in that game, I mean, it, that is correct. That it was forty-eight twenty-one. Is that right? That's that's correct. We uh, uh, we've we've struggled all year against the run defensively. Um, you know, it, the the game was a little more important to them last night. Uh, they played more physical brand of football. They played a more disciplined brand of football, and that was the that was the end result. And, and coach, you know, it's a funny kind of situation because I mean, you've still got playoff ideas out there uh, uh, because of the way your conference is set up, uh, and and so coming off of this. You then will travel to Avery. Uh, uh, tell tell us your mindset. I mean, are you guys just going to hit reset, put this behind you? How, how are you going to handle getting ready for Avery this week? Well, we have to – I mean, we have to do some soul searching. Uh, last night was uh, – and, and hats off to Coach Allen. Um, you know, like you said, Charlie, they've – each week gotten better and better and better, but uh, our kids need a reset right now to the point where we 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 can't let people dictate football games to us. Um, you know we're we're lacking in discipline. We're lacking in some things that that uh, you know shows up small during the week, but uh, shows up big on Friday nights. And uh, I don't know if this bye week's coming at a great time for a reset or if it's coming at a bad time where we might need to just get right back out there. But, uh, no, we've got some soul searching to do. Um, this was a, this was a tough game for us, um, for it to go the way it did. Um, we just, uh, like I said, we got to do some soul searching this weekend. Well, coach, it's tough to have a, a bad outing and then a bye week, uh, it sticks with you so much longer, but but with with looking at the bye week, it really kind of is a good time for you to just work on yourself, isn't it? It is. Um, you know, I thought about not practicing Monday, um, giving them that time off, and you know, I've gone back and forth in my mind right now. Do we need to come in? Do we need to do a walkthrough and those type of things? And uh, you know, we just need to we need to polish some things up. We're we're not a very good football team right now. Um, there's capabilities and potential there, but the potential word scares you as a coach. Um, and we've shown moments of greatness, but then we show moments of just self imploding. So we need to uh, we need to figure out how we're going to respond these last two weeks. Um, then coming off this bye week, I know I know we've got a bunch of kids that are that are willing to come in and work. Um, and we'll, we'll see that Monday and we'll put the best product out there we can for the last two games. And coach, I know you and your staff are going to do a good job, but with that, uh, you've got Avery and Madison coming up and, and again, playoff implications in, in that. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, hope you have a great week and, and you can hit the reset button and prepare to finish strong. You're listening to the Pigskin Brunch brought to you by Marshall University where education moves mountains. And we're pleased to be joined on the D.C. Creaseman Wise Lines by the head football coach of the Irwin High Warriors, Rodney Pruitt. 
Coach, how are you doing today? Uh, the sun the sun came up, Charlie. So uh you know, I'm I'm here. Um, we're we're working on the the next game plan. So it's just, you know, it's the grind. But I'm doing all right. I, I've seen lots of nights where I thought it wasn't gonna come up the next day, but coach, it really it always does and it always does. That's you exactly went against right, the Reynolds Rockets last night and and they got off to a fast start against you, didn't? I mean, some some things happened. You, you had the ball and, and 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 drove, and but then throw an interception, and they score on first play, and then they get a a, a punt return. It's hard to get to dig yourself a hole like that and come out of it, isn't it? Yeah, it is. We we got down, you know, those two scores, but you know, it's um we know what happened. A lot of it, you say, well, the freshman quarterback, well, the receiver ran the wrong route. He he throws on time, and the receiver didn't didn't run what he was supposed to, so the, the quarterback's um, yeah. credited with the turnover, and but people forget those aspects. Um, but I can't, you know, I can't say enough about a quarterback. I thought, I thought Caden, it's probably his best game against by far the best defense we've seen, you know, because Reynolds is Reynolds. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, they're just get after your butt, tenacious. Those kids are going to play hard. Our kids play hard, um, but their kids are going to play hard too. Um, but I was proud of our kids for, you know, we got down in that hole 14 to nothing, but um, we were moving the ball some. We, yeah. we were having some success. Um Keys going in, we we said we could not turn the ball over. Reynolds is too explosive. You can't give them extra opportunities, and you know they made us pay. Our, our punter, you know, we rugby style punt, and we we shifted to a formation and and expecting him to kick it, you know, to the right side of the field where we have our, you know, guys are going to corral it, and he did it on every other one. But the one he didn't, and he kicked it down the middle, they took it to their sideline, and we don't have the people over there. And it's a touchdown. It's amazing how that happens, isn't yeah, it, Charlie? Yeah, it really is, Coach. Uh, and, and I'm going to tell you what, in talking with people that have played you and seen you play and stuff, I keep getting the same thing, that, that you're running the ball better, you're playing better defense, that y'all are really a pretty good football team. It's just you're, you're kind of the victim of just a brutal schedule. Um, you know, it is, it's the gauntlet in, in our conference and, and Asheville and Reynolds and TC back to back to back with the open week sandwich in. And, you know, I, we ain't, we ain't got what they got. Well, I, I don't have what Asheville's got. I don't have what Reynolds has got. I don't have what TC's got. Um, but as far as, uh, the, just the skill set and, and all the guys, um, that they have, but. You know, we don't sit there and make excuses for. I'd go to battle with my kids because um, they fight hard, they play hard. Um, we we coach them up. You know, our coaches I think are, you know, top notch, and we always have good game plans. And and we have to, you know, they're, we're in positions um, to to do some things and to be in games um, that I think if you place the other coaching staffs, I don't I don't think we're where we are. So that's just giving credit to my coaches and how hard they work and, and um, putting our guys in position to, to make plays and be successful and, and have a shot. But, you know, it's a uh, like a juggernaut like Reynolds. Um, you, you just got to play mistake-free. 
And, uh, you know, four turnovers resulted in 31 points. And, and, and you know, it's just um, – it can get away. It can get away from you. But my message at halftime was to our kids, like, if you quit and you stop fighting, they'll hang 60 or 70 on you because um, I've seen it. Yeah. And – and I was proud of our kids because we turned the ball over late twice, and we only gave up three points, you know, to Reynolds because they were still trying to score. Yeah. Um, you know, they were wanting that running clock. Um, and, you know, there late, I was wanting it too because we were starting to get banged up, and, you know, we need to finish finish out this season. I didn't want to lose any more guys, but um, I was proud of the effort. I really was. They, they play hard every week. You know, I, I don't. You know, I, I feel like I'd beat a dead horse saying, well, we play hard, we play hard, but Coach, you know, we're, we, we still got to get better. Do what? Uh, that's a big thing, that the fact that your kids play hard all the way to the end, and uh, uh, you guys do a great job, and we appreciate you joining us here on Pigskin Brunch. And, Coach, we'll look forward to catching up with you next week. Always, Charlie. Appreciate Thank you, and have a good weekend. Thank bro. you, buddy. That's Rodney Pruitt here on the D.C. Creaseman Wise Lines. That's a wrap. Uh, uh, we've talked with a dozen coaches uh, here on Pigskin Brunch this morning. We appreciate you being with us, and we'll be back again next Saturday. Uh, again, brought to you by Mars Hill University, where education moves mountains. You've been listening to the Pigskin Brunch on Wise Sports Radio.